what up and welcome to episode 10 baby welcome to episode 10 of it's like this everywhere i am your host dana oftentimes better known as hustle goddess but you know it depends on where you know me from but i want to celebrate with you thank you for being here for episode 10 this is crazy <laughs> this is a wild ride so far i'm super amped uh thanks for dealing with me every other week um and dealing with the fact that it is every other week and not every week for those of you who are like super into it i really really appreciate it but we are doing something interesting for this episode something kind of new um a little bit lighter than i've been doing recently i've been doing a lot of heavy stuff lately heavy topics and i got a the first, I guess you could say, the first kind of fan request on the topic, a, like, supporter request. Um, they had a couple, but I'm going to start with this one. <laughs> uh, and I'm excited to do it for you. I'm really excited to, to get into it and kind of have, like, a fun, funny episode. And this also is going to be a two-part one because, you know, content is king. And I am, you know, a slave to the creation and to my craft. <laughs> But before I get into describing what the content is, I want to give the intro and the disclaimer. And then um, if I have managed my time correctly, you would have heard for the very first time the intro music and are listening to some beautiful background music right now. So shout out to Gerard Beats. Uh, I'm going to put him in the info box and I'm going to tag him whenever I post the little snippet and stuff like that. He's a very cool... Uh, producer and like just creative in Kenya. I like don't want to list everything he does because I know I'm going to miss something, but let's call him a creative back in Kenya. He's very good at what he does and I really appreciate his help on the podcast. He even edited it for me, uh, assuming you get my shit together and <laughs> I did get this to him on time. But he is the one who provided the music and uh, shout out, you know, to him and, and what he does. So getting into the disclaimer. Uh, I'm white. My background, to be specific, is Sicilian and Jewish. This podcast is about my experience and opinions and will eventually contain interviews, which will be the opinions and experiences of others. Every opinion I form and express is my own and is subject to change as I gather more information through research and personal experiences. They're not professional opinions, and they may not even be as thoroughly researched as some people would like them to be. Uh, the reason I'm saying this is because, like this episode and many episodes in the future, uh, the subject matter is going to be touchy. This episode specifically is kind of more lighthearted, but I am giving my own commentary on things, and so some people might not like the comments I'm making, right? So I just want to remind people that it's important to understand that I am only speaking from and to the intersections that like I exist at and anything else I'm speaking from the outside looking in I'm not speaking for anyone but myself in this podcast but I appreciate and hope that my content will resonate with you in some sort of way and that I hope it does this strongly enough with you that you'll not only subscribe, but also be an active contributor in the conversation we will be having here. All right, I super duper appreciate the fact that you're here. And this week's topic is, maybe J-Rock can uh, add a drum roll to it, please. <laughs> it's gonna be the six best and the six worst things about being like a D-list celebrity in Kenya. I definitely don't think I was an A-lister. I wasn't super up there. But I was a recently, or decently well-known uh, celebrity out there. I am going to split it into two parts. So I'm going to kind of do 
three, three of each uh, this week and then the last three of each next week. So let's get into it. Um, you know, we're going to freeform it here and we're going to do kind of one good, one bad, one good, one bad, you know, um, which does mean that we're probably going to end on a bad note, but I will try and be inspiring towards the end of this, okay? <laughs> so out of the top three best things, the first one I want to go is one of the best things, which is being a celebrity, uh, no matter what kind of celebrity you are, whether it's like a musician, a host, an artist, I was a host and modeled and I did obviously do some production work and stuff like that. Um, until you get behind the camera and have to look at the business side of things, because that's when it got hard for me, it's not a difficult job, all right? You know, like, you get to do something that you're likely, like, naturally good at and naturally really passionate about, and by the time that you've gained any celebrity status, people respect your opinion about the industry and your choices, and you're given a lot of freedom, all right? So... Before I get any like backlash from celebrities who want to come to me crying talking about how long their days are or how judgmental people are like yeah I'm gonna be getting into some of the negative aspects of course about being in the limelight being a celebrity But let's not pretend like it's not like a cool thing Let's not pretend that being a celebrity and like getting paid for doing what you love isn't an absolute privilege and isn't absolutely just like fucking awesome okay because it was it really was um however let's get into the first bad thing that i didn't like about being a celebrity which was gatekeeping all right uh any industry has a certain level of competition but i think everyone kind of knows that entertainment specifically is a really competitive industry in any country and gatekeeping was a huge problem back in Kenya. Gatekeeping really drove some unhealthy actions and competitions with people, right? I think if you ask anyone in the Kenyan entertainment industry, they can tell you about gatekeeping and how Kenya is really notorious for not supporting its own community. Like, I remember all the time we're having these discussions and debates about how we're listening to like Afrobeats and Nigerian music or Tanzanian music, you know, and, and Kenyan creatives and musicians were really suffering out there, you know, and, and a lot of it is gatekeeping. A lot of it is people having this assumption that to be a creative, you need to like pay your dues. And, and that really is in kind of every creative industry. There's this idea of like, you need to earn your keep. Um, I, you know, I'd hear it a lot in like, you know, tattoo apprenticeships, uh, even art apprenticeships. There's this like concept in the creative world that like, if art comes from pain, I'm gonna be part of the painful process for you, buddy. Like, Aww. it's mad fucked up. And so I definitely saw a lot of musicians really suffer through it. I think that's kind of the most obvious example I saw. Now for me, I was in a really weirdly unique spot for this because I was a foreign act, but I also technically like wasn't a foreign act. Uh, I believe that that's because I was a host and a model and I didn't really speak, at least at the time, very fluent Swahili. Now, okay? don't come for me, right? <laughs> but I wasn't gonna be booked at, like I wasn't gonna be booked for corporate jobs or like award ceremonies why would you like book a mzungu to host like 
the like East African, you know, like our musician awards. Like it would be dumb to book me for thir- for certain things. So that I got right, but I also was a commodity, so I stuck out a lot. And if you know how to work with your brand or your commodity, it makes it moving forward a little bit easier. But I still know plenty of artists that are in Kenya, they are Kenyan, and they're still suffering from the impact of gatekeeping. Now, thankfully, the positive note of that is, is like, things are being forced to change with social media. So exposure on your own terms as an artist is more accessible, right? That is a lot more accessible than it was like before social media got really big or before maybe it really came to Kenya because, you know, it obviously what's super popping in the States, it's going to take a little bit of time to get to the rest of the world, right? But I will say that I see more and more young Kenyan musicians, even though now I'm in the States, I see more of them like taking their careers and their popularity and their brands into their own hands. So like mad respects, right? So back to the good points, the second cool thing that happens when you're a celebrity is you get cool perks, all right? Perks of the job, you get invited to parties and events for free. You get like free products for uh, for a promo. Um, and like, that's what I wanna point out. I was, how I did it for my rule of thumb, especially in like the Kenyan industry, where like things are thick and money's tight for everybody. If you came to me and you wanted me to promote your brand, all I really ask is that you give me the products. Like do not ask me to buy your products. If they're good enough, I will give you like a small shout out. You know, I would give you a small shout out on my page, no problem. But I like if you just give me your products and say, hey, can you promote this? I'm gonna be like, yeah, if I like your products and they're good quality, 100% absolutely I'll do that. You know, I was never at the position, again, I was like only a D lister where I charged for promo. Maybe I should have, who knows, maybe I would have made more money. But what I'm trying to say is, is that when you see these celebrities that have like all these clothes or all these shoes or all this stuff, I just want to be clear here, like, a lot of that stuff is given to them, okay? Like, what a lot of people don't know or don't think about is that you save a lot of money when you're a celebrity because you get the perks of being a celebrity, alright? Like, I remember doing uh, the, like, fake Titanic, like, the Titanic parody video with Eric once, with Eric Omundi, and, and when we were on the plane flying back, they just like gave him a free box of juice just like for being Eric Mundi, right? So that's like obviously a small example, but ex- an example of like you get perks everywhere you go. So you might not get the paycheck. I'm not saying Eric didn't. He was paid. But like what I'm saying is, is that a lot of the times when you spe- see people with like the bags and the clothes and everything and stuff, like those are gifts <laughs> just to be really clear about it. They're perks, but they're gifts. They're not usually stuff that like they bought themselves. So just keep that in mind. And also keep that in mind because like it is kind of a fake it till you make it sort of vibe. So that's what the perks allow people to do. It's it's like they allow you to kind of fake it till you make it. 
And part of that for me is also, at least while I was there, there were so few musicians and so few celebrities and like just like so few entertainers that I think had real access to like a good lawyer or a good manager that would guide them into taking like genuinely good business deals. Um, So that was something that like I always really struggled with. Like I felt like contracts were never written well enough and a lot of people like myself included didn't necessarily understand a lot of the contracts sometimes or they were just really vague people didn't want to read them and so it's like you know I once you got to a certain like level of celebrity get a good lawyer (laughs) absolutely get someone who can do this stuff for you because that is super duper important So now let's go to a next kind of negative point. I hope that one didn't sound negative because, again, like the perks are sweet. Okay, just be careful. So a negative aspect was the second one is you're constantly expected to be performing, producing or entertaining. Right. It was very cool when I got to design or do my own photo shoots and had creative control. However, the demand for a social media presence and pushing the envelope on content and being constantly accessible takes a really big toll on your energy. Like self-care, even though you're working this really cool job and it's a privilege to be doing so, Like, and I definitely do not agree with any celebrity who's like wants to be a jerk to their supporters or is like yelling or being standoffish. Um, But I will say that it's really hard to maintain boundaries when you're in the spotlight, even if it's a smaller spotlight like mine, Um, because Nairobi is really small. And so drawing lines for things was really tough. And oftentimes people don't like when you draw the lines with people, right? So... The constant expectation of like churning out content and also being accessible to people is really tough. Like having people always come up to you or feeling like they know you, that they can ask you for things. That was a pretty wild experience. Like obviously because I stick out a lot, right? I'm, I'm white. I'm covered in tattoos. I was really noticeable. People used to very often come up to me like... I was supposed to know them even though we had never been introduced simply because like we shared a class or they've seen me on TV and I think it's an absolute privilege to be able to do what I did but when it would get pushed further and people feel like they're entitled to really private aspects of my life or like private and intimate experiences Um, that was really tough. Like, that was super hard to get used to. However, the third point that I have for, like, the best things, so it's gonna be, like, the the final point (laughs) for the best things, was that having fans is really cool and really humbling, right? The opposite side of that, like I just talked about, is, you know, feeling very, like, compressed and kind of condensed in your life and feeling like you always need to be, like, on and entertaining, But knowing that there are people who don't know you, who also really support how you feel and how you think is an amazing experience. And that also really brings forward what I want to like achieve with this podcast and knowing that 
there are people who not necessarily just support me specifically, but like share my experiences. And I'm encouraging people to share their experiences and realize that they're like not alone in how they feel, right? So like having fans and supporters is very cool and very humbling. And I appreciate when people come up to me and they recognize me or my work, right? I remember a really specific time is that um, like literally one of my favorite interactions with a, with a supporter of mine. Uh, I don't remember her name, but she came up to me at um, an outdoor event, right? And it was after the drama with Tanasha not paying my friend for her, her labor. Now, Tanasha did end up paying her, all right? After like the public pressure and the kind of the drama happened, she did end up paying my friend, thankfully. But, but I remember this girl came up to me and she told me how much she respected what I did for my friend and that she had heard stories like that before about Tanasha, although I cannot confirm any other rumors. I can't confirm anything other than what I experienced actually occurred, so I'm just gonna say that. But she said that she had heard stories like that and she told me to not let the hate or the backlash from it get to me because there were still people who that, even though I wasn't Kenyan, liked what I did. And that was really cool and really validating. So. I think that it's up to you as a celebrity to set your boundaries with people. But one of the, so it's like that was a problem I had because it's like I never wanted people to like reach out to my husband and that would happen. Or people would try and like find out where I stayed or things like that. Like that goes a little too far. But it was really very cool and validating when people would come up to me and they'd be like oh my god you know i love your work or i love your tattoos can we have a photo because i'm like um yes absolutely we can have a photo are you kidding me that's so cool of you to ask so that is a really humbling experience just meeting people who like you who you don't even know right (laughs) so the third and final point i'm gonna make so it's like the third point for the for the worst things and, and then you're gonna have to wait till next week is What's really tough about being a celebrity, and this is kind of hard to explain, is that if you're setting a trend, you're likely going to be paying a price. And this might be more case specific to me and my experiences, but I think everyone kind of at least at one point in their life has like a black sheep kind of feeling like they feel like the odd man out. But if you're out there and you're like blazing your own trail or you're being like the outcast of any group, it's really taxing, right? Because not everyone is going to understand your opinions or your art. And they'll also feel like they're entitled to let you know that because they're like, oh, well, you're a public person. So I'm entitled to like talk to you and tell you about my opinion about how crappy I think you are. And it's like, oh, great. I love that. (laughs) Right. So people feel like they need to let you know or like your family and friends know. (laughs) And so that is like an unintended consequence um, because I know I know that I was out there. I was definitely outlandish with like the work that I did and the music videos that I did or my opinions or my photo shoots. But I really loved just creating my art and I loved creating the art that I wanted to create, that I had control over. So I guess you could say that it's, this is what I've labeled as like one of the worst parts is more of like a warning of when you do creative work in any capacity whether you want to get paid for it or not 
you have to have such a thick skin about it because like art at the end of the day is divisive right like there's you're never gonna get 100% on your support no matter what you know and and that's kind of a good thing because you're looking for your audience and your people you know you're looking for your you know your vibe and your tribe you could say so it's more I guess the last point is like a warning about what it's like kind of being in the industry so I hope you appreciated this more kind of lighthearted part one of like the six best and six worst. I was asked about like what it's like to be a Kenyan celebrity, especially considering I'm like white and weird and covered in tattoos. Um, so I think next week I'm going to talk about like, would I go back to it? You know, did I really like it? That kind of sort of thing. But I am happy to always kind of give these more lighthearted episodes. So please feel free to ask for more content like this, make any requests for even the heavier topics. You know, obviously I have a lot of stuff planned. I know interviews are uh, on their way, but I'm getting there. So hopefully right now you're about to hear some very cool outro music and you're going to remember to subscribe and leave a review and definitely share it with all of your loved ones. Okay. I'll talk to you next time. Bye-bye.